Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in Wednesday edition of the program. I appreciate you hanging out with all of us in the OutKick universe. Tomorrow, the Masters begins. For many of you, I know it is effectively the beginning of spring. Spring has sprung as far as I am concerned. Little League Baseball last night. I'm coaching 10-year-olds, and uh, my 6-year-old is also playing. They somehow managed to play at exactly the same time. So uh, I had to have my wife going to watch my six-year-old while I was coaching my 10-year-old. But for me, the Masters, Little League Baseball being back underway, it is a sign of a return to normal in many ways. And right off the top here, how about I help to normalize your life by hopefully making you a little bit of money? $5 bet, 20 to 1 payout. Dub, which of these guys, I'm going to keep asking you, even though you may have answered for us, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, or Dustin Johnson, if you bet $5 on any of those guys to make the cut, which is so insanely easy, $5 to make the cut, 20 to 1 payout, $5 turns into 100 who would you take there? Well, look, this is a little preview to my betting card this week. Yes. I have money on all three of these guys, personally. So To win the tournament? To win or, the tournament. Yeah. I gotta, How much money are you betting on the Masters this week? Is this your biggest week of gambling? On golf, 100%. I mean, but just in is, general, do you like bet more on the Masters than you would the Super Bowl? I don't bet more in terms of on each bet, but I have more bets, if that makes sense. Yeah, because golf is a little bit different than a lot of other sports where 
you can pick a side, right, in a lot of sports. Like, oh, Gonzaga and Baylor just played. I'm going to pick a side, right? You can pick a side in uh, the Super Bowl, whether you're on the Bucks or the Chiefs or whatever else. Most people don't pick a golfer and say, like, this is my guy for the Masters because he might come out and shoot a 75 and he's done. And then, like, it's like Thursday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and you got no other interest in being watching it. Uh, so most people have, like, a portfolio almost of golfers that they are betting on a variety of different ways. And that's what you're saying you're doing with the Masters. That is correct. But in terms of your question on this make-the-cut, uh, FanDuel.com slash Clay. Basically free money, FanDuel.com slash Clay if you are a new user. It's hard to not pick Jordan Spieth with the form that he's in. He won last week to uh, to my, to my the begrudge of Charlie Hoffman, who I had money on, but that's okay. That's another story. He's never missed a cut here, and he's playing really, really well. The last couple months, he's just basically back to the Jordan Spieth of four years ago. So I expect him to be in the mix late on Sunday afternoon. All right, so the Masters, we're going to be talking about some throughout the show. Let me give you a roadmap of where we're headed. Shannon Spake's going to join us in the next segment. In hour two, we're going to be joined uh, by a guy who's trying to figure out a way to get fair play and pay to college athletes named James Davis. Uh, He will be with us. Uh, We also, just a, a teaser here, at some point we're going to try to call Danny G to see if he's actually awake because if you're not aware, Danny G flew to Denver to go watch the Dodgers play against the uh, Colorado Rockies. And as a result, he has got to, quote, quarantine for a full week. And I'm curious if he is legitimately waking up early in the morning on the West Coast. So right now it is 3 a.m. on the West Coast or is he pretending that he's up? We're going to call and see whether or not he's actually awake. Uh, and I probably have given him an opportunity to, to kind of get teased that he might get up. So he may get text messages about that right now. Uh, but we're going to touch, touch, uh, touch base with him. And then we're also, every Wednesday now, Will Kane, who used to have his own show on ESPN. He's now got a great podcast. And he's on uh, as a part of the Fox & Friends morning uh, production crew. He is going to join us in the third hour to talk about a lot of different big stories that are out there. And there are a lot of big stories out there. And I actually want to start with this one because I'm not sure if anybody else is going to be talking about it. But a little bit more of a roadmap. Deshaun Watson's accusers have now gone public. Uh, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit in a significant fashion. Also, uh, we have got a major issue brewing with what to do about the 2022 Olympics. And I know some of you out there are like, why should I care about this? Well, God, I think there's a legitimate chance now that we are not going to go to the Winter Olympics in Beijing in 2022, which is next year. Why do I say that? Well, because of what the Biden administration and the State Department is beginning to put out there, they are now talking with several different allies about the idea of boycotting the 2022 Olympics and not sending the Winter Olympics and not sending any of our athletes to Beijing, China because of China's genocide, kind of a big deal, uh, the treatment of the Uyghur Muslim population in Xinjiang, and also the COVID response from China where they effectively lied to the entire world and tried to hide the COVID outbreak. We still don't even know even a year later, plus what actually caused this COVID outbreak. Was it a bat? Was it some sort of mutation 
that occurred where a virus in an animal somehow transmitted into a person? Was it, as many people believe, a intentional virus that was created in a laboratory that then escaped? We, we just don't know. The World Health Organization has not been able to provide a full and fair accounting of where this virus came from. That's wildly important because otherwise it could happen again. We need to figure all of this out. And so the world as a whole, Western democracies, whether it's the United States, Australia, England, France, Germany, all of these different countries that have been overwhelmed for the past year by COVID are thinking to themselves, wait a minute, why should we allow China to puff out its chest and pretend that it is globally ascendant when it is committing genocide, when it has effectively taken over Hong Kong, when the South China Sea is uh, constantly being explored and basically claimed, when Taiwan may at any moment be attacked, what is the right position with sports suddenly intersecting with global diplomacy on this level and on this scale? And there is a precedent for many of you out there who are older, you will remember this, the 1980 and 1984 Olympic Games in the middle of the Cold War when the United States and Russia were going head-to-head and there was a question of which uh, government is going to end up triumphing. Is it going to be the capitalistic United States or is it going to be the communistic Russia? And Russia ended up collapsing And the United States won the Cold War. But in 1980, we did not have a full-fledged Olympics. And in 1984, we did not have a full-fledged Olympics because both Russia and the United States boycotted back-to-back Olympics. And so we've got the Summer Olympics, by the way, going on in Japan this summer in 2021. And then next year, because they were bumped back from last year when they were supposed to be occurring. And then this coming 2022 winter, So not very far from now, in theory, we would have two Olympics that are played within about six or eight months of each other. And the question is, what do we do? And I've got an answer. Because I'm not in general in favor of all these athletes who have trained so hard in Winter Olympics to dominate as we typically dominate in the United States when it comes to the Winter Olympics. I'm not in favor of punishing those athletes and frankly, The International Olympic Committee, that is the IOC, should have never awarded the Olympics to Beijing, and they should have taken action themselves over COVID and China's response and also the genocide that's going on in that country. But the IOC is one of the most corrupt organizations anywhere in the world. Basically, it's been proven along with FIFA that you can buy the IOC like you can buy FIFA, and that's how you end up with the World Cup in Qatar, and that's how you end up with the Olympics in Beijing. And so to me, the easy solution is all of the democratic countries in the world, the allies of the United States, we just stage our own Olympics uh, in the United States and or Canada in 2022. And we invite all of the freedom-loving countries in the world to come to our version of the Olympics. We can call it whatever we want to call it. And we award championships here because the truth of the matter is the United States, Canada, and most of Western Europe 
are where the vast majority of Olympic medals are won. If we don't show up, whoever wins in uh, 2022 in Beijing is going to be a poor reflection of the event that we have going on. We could share it with China. We could, I'm sorry, we could share it with Canada. We could put some of it in uh, in Canada, like happened with Vancouver. We could put it up in the uh, in the Northwest. Put it in Washington State. Put it also in Canada. We could use. Uh, I was just there, Park City, uh, which is a phenomenal place in Utah. They hosted the Winter Olympics there recently. You could just use those same facilities all over again. That's what I would be in favor of. I don't believe in just boycotting and saying we're not going to compete. I think we put our own version on and in the process send a message to China that we will not allow their behavior to be endorsed by our presence in their country. That's what I would do if I were advising Joe Biden's administration. If they came to me and they said, Clay Travis, we know you have the most popular sports talk radio show anywhere in the country. They're not going to do this, by the way. But spoiler, let's pretend they did. And somebody in the Joe Biden administration or the State Department said, what do you think we should do? I just floated you out what I believe we should do to send a strong message to China about the behavior that we will not countenance from them going forward. We should put on our own version of the Winter Olympics in 2022. And if China doesn't want to come to the Summer Olympics in 2024, so be it. I don't really care. I wouldn't, by the way, officially announce that we weren't going to show up in Beijing until after the Summer Olympics are over uh, in July. That would be my thought process. That would be my plan. I think it's a good one. All right, we got a lot to dive into. Up next, it's Shannon Spake. This is OutKick. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We'll dive into many of these questions with Shannon Spake going forward as we continue to roll through the Wednesday edition of the program on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be no limitations apply, however, when we are joined by Shannon Spake, who had a weekend off for Easter because NASCAR basically shut down. We haven't talked to you since the uh, – or they didn't shut down, but they've got a uh, – they take the weekend off for Easter. We haven't talked to you since the dirt race at Bristol. I watched some of it. What was your impressions uh, of that race? It was really great once it got started. You know, unfortunately, we had to deal with weather uh, in the Bristol area, so we got completely rained out. And the, the track, it, it would have been rained out regardless of, of whether or not that there was dirt on the track or, or not, but it was a soupy disaster on uh, Saturday and Sunday. And so they, they called the race, and, of course, we raced on Monday. We had a double header, and uh, it was great. Uh, the, the track was beautiful. The, the, you know, Bristol Motor Speedway worked all night overnight to get that track in perfect uh, in perfect shape, we had the truck race. Then we had the you know the cup race, and it was it was great. Um, the fans were back. We had fans in the stands. They were so excited to be there, and they announced 
like it was funny because I wasn't there, but I, I had several people who told me that when um, when the GM of Bristol Motor Speedway came on the announcement and said, "Hey, we're coming back next year for dirt again," like they said there was an eruption in in at Bristol, like all of the fans. And when's the last time we heard something like that? And you know, people that were on pit boxes and people that were down there at the track just said it was really cool because it was a moment where you realized there were fans back in the stands. And uh, I think everyone really enjoyed it. The drivers, uh, we had a guy who I think we all went into it thinking that a dirt ace, there's a lot of guys grow up racing on dirt, and we have a handful of them in the field that are sort of like these dirt experts, but it was Joey Logano who ended up winning. And you got to give like all the drivers so much credit, Clay, because when they found out that we were going to go and do Bristol on dirt, these guys spent the off-season going and racing dirt and learning how to do some of these things that they've never done before, and I think it really showed off with, with some of the folks who were running up front at the end of that race. So it was an A-plus for sure. It's wild, but I watched that race, and all I could think was, I don't have any idea how it's possible to get all of this dirt off the track, right? Have you seen any pictures of them removing all of that dirt, and where does it go? I mean, this seems like one of the most crazy uh, stories ever in the world to think about all that dirt being brought in, trucked in, yeah. put on the track, and then all of it has to be cleaned up so that it's spick and span basically by the time, I don't know how long it takes to do, but it's pretty crazy to contemplate. Yeah, so you had mentioned how you'd been there before, and the banking yeah. was so incredible to you. Well, they, they reduced that banking, and in order to do that, they put up to nine feet of this dirt at some areas of the racetrack. And so they, I think they're going to leave it there for a couple weeks or doing some you know one-off sort of like dirt races. Some of the old-timer retired drivers are actually going to be out there racing. But it's not the track that I've heard that's going to be the biggest issue. It's the air condition. It's the, the suites. It's everything that now oh. has this dusty dirt. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be deep cleaning for a long time. But we'll be back there in the playoffs at the end of the year. And, uh, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure, listen, those guys are, I mean, it's, it's a top-notch organization. It's a top-notch place. It's one of the best places that we go to. They'll be ready to go for sure. And then they'll do it all again next year. All right, so uh, that story, uh, it was pretty cool. A story that if you're a Gonzaga fan that was not as cool and the fallout's still happening, Baylor wins the championship. So let's start. You've covered college basketball for a long time. Do you know Scott Drew very well? And, I mean, I, I think if anything, we are underselling the incredible accomplishment that he has, uh, that he has managed. Uh, Shannon, what I was saying yesterday on the show is he's been – to nine NCAA tournaments with Baylor. When they when he took over, the entire school had been to four, one in the last 50 years, and they were coming off an NCAA investigation into a murder surrounding mm-hmm. the program. I mean, I don't know that there's ever been a Power 5 conference program at a lower level than where Baylor was when Scott Drew took over. Yeah, I never – it's funny. I was, I was trying to think back, and I don't think I – ever covered a Baylor game. I've covered Baylor football many times, yeah. uh, but I never covered a Baylor football uh, basketball game. Now, I covered many Gonzaga games and whether e- even outside of the tournament because Mark Few always gets those guys rolling, right? And I love what you said where like the West Coast bias because I 100% yes. 
believe that. I think that's the reason Christian McCaffrey didn't win the, the Heisman that There's one. There's some year. argument there as well. Yes. Yeah, because I just think that we don't those and I've worked those games and it's one o'clock in the morning on the East Coast when you get done with those games. They're so late and it is hard for folks to kind of stay connected. And and I think like a place like Baylor, I do agree with you with him getting that program rolling. The the, the thing about college basketball at some of these organizations is that it's not it, these schools aren't basketball schools, right? You think Kentucky basketball school. You think uh, Kansas basketball school. You think Duke basketball school. Like when I think Baylor, I mean, number number one, I think football, right? I mean, like that's kind of where my brain goes. And you do have to kind of make that. I I, I don't know. I, that's, that's where I think. And so I think incredible what he's done. And I think the game was incredible too. I don't think we're surprised, right? Because I mean, we know how their season went. They were very good. If COVID hadn't hit, who knows what their record may have been. Uh, but you get into that final game and, and and, I mean, it was just disruption from, from the very beginning. And, and you come out and you make the other team have to adjust and come out of their comfort zone and play outside their comfort zone, which is what you have to do when you're playing from behind and you get hit in the face like that. I, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a recipe for success for sure. You covered Kentucky when they were pursuing perfection with John Calipari mm-hmm. several years ago. They ended up losing to Wisconsin in the final four in a really, really tough game. Then Wisconsin went on and lost to Duke in the NCAA tournament final game. What was that experience like for you covering Kentucky? And what was the locker room like after Uh, that game? The only loss of the season in the final four. Yeah. So I remember it was actually the um, elite eight when, when uh, Notre Dame almost beat them. That's right. And I remember thinking like, this is, and at that point, like, I don't normally root for teams, but at that point, like, I had been with Kentucky. I think I did 18 of their games that season. And they basically I basically embedded from- you with them to cover yeah. that, right? Yeah, I mean, I was doing Super Tuesday anyways. So, like, every Tuesday we were like and, – and, I mean, it was an incredible season. Everywhere we went and, – and John Calipari would tell you this happens anyways – but everywhere we went, there were lines wrapped around uh, the, the stadiums. If we were in Georgia, if we were in – you know, if we were at um, LSU, if we were at anywhere we went during that, that, um, that Super Tuesday sort of conference play, it was incredible, the people that turned out, because they wanted to see – their team beat Kentucky when they were undefeated. And those guys, thankfully, there were so many of them. But I remember John Calipari, he let myself and, an, and a, I think an SI Sports Illustrated writer come to the hotel the morning of the game and watch the recording of his speech to the, to the players the night before. And I remember like him, him always trying to take the pressure off those guys because you knew they felt it. Everywhere they went, people were talking about them being undefeated. And so to be able to watch those videos and, and he, he, hey, we don't need all of you guys to play well tonight. We need five of you guys to play well, or we need six of you guys, or we need this, because that was like the platoon season. Um, but it was, I'll tell you, it, it was, I, I think there was more of a shock after the Notre Dame game when they were kind of like, what just happened? When they lost to Wisconsin, I remember talking to John Calipari doing that interview, and there was, there was this rawness from everybody, right? Because we had all been involved in this like ride and we had all sacrificed and been away from our families and done all these things. And we were this close, right. To, to seeing the, to being part of this historic run. And uh, I remember it being very raw, very raw back there and, and a shock, you know, almost like no one really knew what just happened. I'll tell you what, it was even more so when Wisconsin lost to Duke. I remember seeing some of those players um, in the back. We, we would have to stand on the side and kind of wait for them uh, to finish their, their media. And it would be, it was, um, 
I was uh, myself and another ESPN guy, and I just remember like the look of like they like the shock and the tears and the pain. It was it, it's unbelievable uh, to see that in the moment. To get that close uh, to yeah. history, whether you have a perfect season going or not, and, well, and I come up say, and have Marcus, it in so rapidly. Yeah, Marcus Page. When Marcus Page hit that three pointer um, in the national championship against Villanova, and then Chris Jenkins came back and did what he did. I always, I've, I've done speeches and I've talked to schools and stuff. That was the toughest interview that I've ever had to do. Was interviewing Marcus Page after that because it was so raw, and it was he thought he was going to be the, 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 the this was it. Right. right? I mean, like he just hit this huge three pointer, leg all jacked up. He's he's in the air, and all of a sudden it doesn't turn out that way, and it's a buzzer beater, and you're like what just happened that is hands down the toughest interview that I've had to do it's interesting because in basketball particularly for top players you have time in the NBA if your team is not as good to come to grips with the fact that your team is not as good now in a game seven setting that can still be incredibly difficult because Mm -hmm. it's basically every game in the NCAA tournament is game seven but that pivot between look at what happened with UCLA They score, Juzang does, and it looks like they're going to double overtime. And before you can even hardly process the fact that they've scored and the double overtime is going to happen, down comes the court. Jalen Suggs rises up and drains that three. And we we did a stat, and and this probably reflects some of the emotion that you're seeing that's so raw and visceral and real. Teams that win in overtime in the NCAA tournament are now 8-19 and 19 in their next 27 games, and they lose by an average of eight points. And I think mm. for most people out there listening, you think, oh, a team won in overtime. They're now really rolling. They'll probably play any even better because they escaped defeat. <clears throat> That's at least the way that I think. The numbers don't reflect that that happens at all. And it's probably emotion-based to a large extent, the drain that comes from winning a game Mm -hmm. that requires that much. Yeah, drained, absolutely, because it is, it's, it's, like yeah I mean you just and especially when you when you feel like you should be so much more above and then you realize how close you can get to losing it all and I think that realness kind of sets in with those guys I saw it a lot with Kentucky but like that team in particular had just so much depth right so there would be there would be teams like they'd be up like Alabama would be up 15 points on them with like four minutes to go or five minutes to go and then all of a sudden you'd be like what just happened and like Kentucky would just start rolling because they had that depth and they had so many guys that they could kind of turn to but that was an incredible season for me to be a part of it, it really was to be able to I saw my shirt it says 38 I think I think they were making shirts every week and I think I had the 38 and O shirt and um and so yeah that was uh that was a special year but it was a special turn every time I went to the tournament it was it was so cool to be able to see those guys for sure we're talking to Shannon Spake uh other news as we are rolling through uh I you you heard me yesterday talking on the show about little league baseball season being underway mm-hmm. so uh that is great uh, to be back but also we had a full uh stadium in Texas and I know it's still controversial about who wants to go and who doesn't but I do think that's a positive sign for sports venues going forward that there is a substantial audience of people that either isn't threatened, feels like maybe they've already had COVID, maybe vaccinated, or after whatever it is, 13 plus months of basically sitting at home 
and not having normal sports experience. That's the first full pro sports venue that has existed since March. Yeah, it's a it's a move in a direction, right? I mean, I, I, I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad we're finally just pulling off the Band-Aid and starting to make these moves. I mean, obviously, I hope it's not a situation where we have some people that, that do develop COVID because I do feel like that that would set us back, right? Because then maybe limitations would start to come back on. But I listen, we had family over this weekend. Half of the most of the people that were at my house were vaccinated. So I do think that like there is this there, there's this sense of security. We're getting vaccinated. We're moving in a direction. Uh, I, you know, I, I covered games this year, though. You know, I was at, at Dallas, and there were 30,000 people in the stadium yeah, in right. Dallas. So, like, I, I know that there have been moments. And even in NASCAR, we, I think we had 30,000 people on the stands at Bristol. So, yes, I'm glad we're finally starting to move in the direction. I do think, again, last year at this time, we didn't know anything about this virus, right? We didn't know. I mean, we were all sort of like, I mean, we're locked in our homes from it. You know, we're like hiding. Like, it's like, uh, you know, it's going to come pass over our house or something. Um, but so we didn't really know much about it. And I feel like we're learning a lot more about it. And, and basically, I mean, I think number one is just kind of being in outdoor settings and and what we're hearing from some of these doctors about how it's spread in those outdoor settings is not as severe. I'm not a doctor. I'm just listening. Would I go to that stadium? I mean, if I had to cover the game, yes, I would. I don't think I'd bring my kids there just yet. I think I'm, I'm going to ease back into it. But if I needed to be there for work, I would have absolutely been there. We're talking to Shannon Spake. You can follow her on Twitter at Shannon Spake. Uh, as, uh, as the, like, basically I feel like where you are in Charlotte, where I am in Nashville, spring has officially sprung. And I was talking earlier about little league baseball being back for many people in many different parts of the country. Uh, are you ready in your mind? You were saying Easter, you had family members over same thing here. All of the elderly people in my family have now been vaccinated yeah. and, they don't really have the weight. It's like the weight of the world is off their shoulders because I do think yeah. for a lot of them, they, they understood the numbers that elderly people were at more substantial of a risk than younger people were. And the numbers have continued to plummet. I think we hit the lowest number of deaths from COVID since March 23rd of, uh, of last year uh, in, in the past 24 or 36 hours or so. And so... Does it feel to you like some form of normalcy, both in sports and in life, is returning? I think so. You know, like for, I had family over for Thanksgiving and for Christmas and everyone wore masks. And I mean, this Easter, like we were definitely, we had all the windows open and we had the doors open. So there was a lot of air passing through. But like I said, I didn't feel like my sister was here. She hasn't been at any of my, um, any of the holidays over the last year. This was the first one that she'd been at since last year. And, uh, you know, cause she was very concerned about, about catching it. And I feel like she's been vaccinated. Her, her husband's been vaccinated. Uh, my aunts and uncles who were in their seventies have been vaccinated. I got one of my vaccines. I'm getting my second one this, uh, this week, my husband's been vaccinated. So I do feel like there's, yeah, a sense of like everyone feeling a little bit uh, more comfortable with, with what we know and, and what we're doing to kind of protect ourselves. Am I ready for summer? Oh my, it's rained the entire winter here in North North Carolina. We, we, you know, we just built this house and, you know, we have the, that red clay, almost like what you saw at Bristol Motor Speedway, just surrounding our entire house. I feel like we've been locked inside. I cannot wait for, for summer to sort of like open the doors and just, I mean, you feel like, you know, you're free, you know, like Braveheart, you know, um, screaming freedom at the top of your lungs. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to kind of a little bit of sense of normalcy moving forward in the summer. 
Charlotte now uh, as we get ready for football season, which uh, and certainly for draft mm-hmm. season, has traded for Sam Darnold. I don't know if you covered Sam Darnold's uh, Sam Darnold's a uh, you know over the past several years when he was in uh, when he was in college with USC and whatnot, but yeah. obviously. A lot of difficulty with the Jets. Uh, Matt Rule has taken over in Carolina trying to set a culture of winning. He's got Christian McCaffrey, who you mentioned earlier that you thought might have won the Heisman if he had actually played Mm -hmm. uh, outside of the West Coast. What do you think about Sam Darnold now as the guy for the Carolina Panthers moving into the city that you live in now? What's the vibe? Well, I think, so I have a lot of Jets fans who have asked me before, do you think Sam Darnold's an NFL quarterback? So I've asked people that question, people who like have played in the NFL, and they've said, yeah, they do. They absolutely do. I think we're now going to learn because, listen, the Jets, <laughs> you know, Adam Gase, you know how I feel about Adam Gase, right? I mean, like Miami Dolphins fans and, and kind of what we saw at the Jets, there was, they had nobody. Like there was, there was nobody on that team. I covered them a couple times over the last couple years, and it was just like, ouch, you know, and so I, I am interested to see what Sam Darnold can do 100%. I'm interested to see what he can do with some weapons around him, what he can do under Matt Rule, because we know that Matt Rule has this potential to bring people and even teams, right? He's done it. He's made the most out of everything where he's been. I had, I covered Matt Rule at Temple. I, co- I didn't cover him when he was, when he left Temple, but I, I mean, I covered him a couple years ago or last year at, at, at Carolina. I have covered Sam Darnold. I covered him in college. I covered him in the NFL. They loved him in college. They loved his potential. I mean, he, he went, I mean, they loved his potential in the NFL. So I'm interested to see because I think this will be the real test of what he can do. Good stuff. As always, Shannon Spake, we will uh, hopefully talk to you next week. Have a, uh, have a good rest of your week and a good weekend as well. Happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was a really exciting day. I coached uh, Little League Baseball and uh, and had a normal day of uh, work to get to. Uh, for I will say this. It was a wild year for anybody out there. But if you think about where we've gone from April 6th of last year to April 6th of this year, I mean, it was kind of a chaotic time to, to have a birthday last year. And it does feel a lot more normal this year. I mean, sports were all shut down last year when I had my birthday. Yeah, I know. I think like, I mean, I mentioned that when I, when I texted you yesterday and you did say what a wild year and I hadn't really put in, you know, I hadn't added up the literally when, when COVID started is when you had your birthday and now it's one year later. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a full year of craziness for sure. Yeah. And I'm excited for the masters, which will uh, be starting tomorrow, which will be pretty exciting as well. Talk to you soon. Absolutely. Okay. Bye Clay. That is Shannon Spake. You can go follow her on Twitter at Shannon Spake. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the 3 and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Both of my kids are finally able to play Little League Baseball. Season starts Tuesday night. 
Both of them have a 6 p.m. game. My six-year-old is in the lowest level kids uh, league, five- and six-year-olds, I think it is. Uh, and then I've got a 10-year-old who's in, I think it's the nine, 10-year-olds. I'm, I'm bad on exactly what the ages are of all the kids. But big context here, I'm coaching 10-year-old Little League Baseball. We are in an epic Donnie Brook battle royale with uh, we're the Dodgers and we're playing against the Cardinals. And uh, there's a play clock basically up on the scoreboard Every game is supposed to be an hour and a half, I believe it is. And they turn the clock on. And if you uh, are finished with an inning before the clock hits an hour 30, then you can go on to the next inning. So we are down. I think we were down maybe uh, we're down a couple of runs, maybe uh, maybe one run. And there's one minute left and one of our pitchers strikes out a kid. So we start a new inning. We come back in. Uh, and we score two runs. I think we were down 7-6. We score two runs to go up 8-7. Then they get us out. And we're coming back for the final three outs of the game. I think it's the bottom of the fifth inning Little League Baseball, right? Literally, as our pitcher is about to throw the first pitch of the bottom of the fifth inning, we're up 8-7. The lights go out at the Little League field. They are on a timer, evidently, and they completely went off, and there was no way to finish the game. And I'm not even kidding with you. The batter was legitimately stepping into the uh, batter's box. It's 8-7, three outs. Either they're going to win it in the bottom of the fifth. I guess we could have an extra inning game. And the lights completely go out, and the game is called. So what happens? I don't think it's happened in the league before. So there are several different options at play here, right? One, you go back to whatever the score was in the last completed inning, and that is the final score. So we would lose 7-6. to six. Another one is you uh, decide to give us the win because... We got up 8-7, even though they didn't get to bat, then the lights go out, who knows? I think that's the least likely. The one that I think should happen is we should go back the next time we play this team, and before the new game actually begins, we should replay the bottom half of the fifth inning. But that would also require everybody to go back and figure, look at the scorecard, what kids were coming up, who was pitching, What were the scenarios? What is the right choice here? I honestly, I was, my, I wish you'd been able to see me. You wouldn't have been able to see me because it went pitch black on the field. But my jaw legitimately dropped when suddenly the lights just went out on the stadium. Uh, And by stadium, I mean little league field with like a couple of rows of bleachers. But it was a stadium for purposes of this story, and nobody knows what to do. And then all the lights went out all over simultaneously, all over. There's like four fields there, little league fields. Because the first thought was, well, we'll move to another field. But the bases were different lengths, and then the sun, the lights go out there too. To me, I think probably the best... Oh, the other option is obviously you just say it's a tie. And you just basically wave your hands and say, you know what, this is all done. To me, the solution is you play the bottom half of that inning again the next time that you are scheduled to play before you start the official official game 
Dub, if you were in charge of the Franklin, Tennessee Little League organization and the lights go out like this, what, would, what rule would you, uh, would you put in place? Well, I'd probably just change the timer of the of the lights. Yeah, well, I understand the timer probably should not should be adequate. This is a strange scenario. I've never really heard of this. I remember back in my little league days, certainly nothing like this happened. I'm not sure what we would have done. I'm sure if I was a player, if I was one of the kids, I'd want to finish the game. Obviously, I mean the game's not over. There's still yeah, right. There's still baseball to be played. We may not play them again. I'll look at our schedule right now. Uh, we may not play them again for weeks, so it's fundamentally a different game and a different team. They may get better. We may get better. We play them on Saturday the 24th, so we could theoretically play that half inning against them and redo it. We also play them again on May the 13th. I think that's probably the best solution. I'd also be fine if we just treated it like an exhibition and just said this game doesn't count. We were up 8-7. I don't know what the odds are if I were setting odds on who's likely to win the game, you know, like who has the advantage. Uh, I'd probably think that in Little League, a one-run deficit, depending on how the pitcher is doing and everything else, I'd probably rather be the offense because there's a lot of walks and kid pitch and everything else. But it's really kind of a fun question that, I mean, I've never really experienced before. I may even need to put a poll question up for it, but I don't want to overshadow it. I'll talk about it a little bit later uh, in the program. Uh, and you guys can weigh in at Clay Travis and let me know what you think the solution should be. This is OutKick. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us on Fox Sports Radio. When we come back, I'm going to get Danny G on the phone, see if he's actually awake or not. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.